Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 100, the review for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, Hypersonic55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And here we are at episode 100. It feels like we could have gotten here a lot sooner had life and some other random things not, you know, complicated the podcast a little bit. But here we are at 100. I made it. A little applause for me. I hope you gave me some applause yourself. If not, then, you know, I'm not that offended. Life goes on, but I would have really appreciated it. <laughs> anyway, it feels very, very fitting that on my 100th episode, I'm reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog, of all things. Um, especially if you know me and how much that character means to me, I feel like fate, or whatever you want to call it, has, you know, coalesced all these events to happen just at the right time, and I'm just like, you know what? It was meant to be. I am pleased. Because I have been so curious about this movie for years and very nervous at the same time. And now that I've seen it, I, I have many things to say, but I will not try to bore you with all the fine line details. But before we get into review, let's talk about just some finer, like, you know, background details we always do. So, Sonic the Hedgehog, for those who don't know, he's my favorite video game character, favorite video game franchise, and without Sonic, I would not be an illustrator, and I also wouldn't be probably into video games the same way. In the 90s, Sonic was pretty much everywhere for that little period of time where he was like on fire. I first came across Sonic, I believe, via the TV show, so I think it was like the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and the Saturday AM TV show. I saw that on TV and I'm like, what is that? And I had to draw it, and then my scribbles turned into art, and that's how I got into drawing. And then, obviously, since I had a Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis, I played Sonic the Hedgehog, and luckily I had all three of the original games on my Mega Drive, and I played those continuously. I was never that good. The furthest I ever got in the original run was, like, to Wing Fortress Zone in uh, Sonic 2, and I lost, and I was a very angry boy, so I actually kind of hit my console a good few times. I'm surprised that thing survived my lashings, but anyway... Sonic has meant so much to me over the years, so um, I can definitely say I'm a long-term fan. And I was nervous as hell when this film was announced, I think was it back in 2014, to be one of those <sighs> live-action CG hybrids. And I was just like, oh, Lord, no. Because if you're not aware, the amount of adaptations that's come out in the how many years of existence that have had you know, live-action CG hybrids have never gone down too well. You had the Smurfs, you had the Chipmunks, you had Garfield, and that weird Peter Rabbit dude as well. Like, what is going on? Most of those are trash, and all of them follow a very similar format, being, you know, primarily played to children, not having that much depth, and normally bastardizing, like, you know, whatever property they're normally ad adapting, essentially. So when this was announced, I thought of that, but also I was thinking, are we going to get like a live action Sonic X? And for anybody that's seen that anime series, um, 
I know some people like it, but I can't stand it. Mainly because of Sonic's interaction with the human characters, because they're superfluous. They don't need to be there. And Chris Thorndike is one of the most annoying little boys I've ever had to see in a cartoon. He's none of the people in that film show are good. They're trash. Anyway, sorry, mini rant over. But yeah, I, as you can understand, like you know, me and a lot of other Sonic fans across the world were concerned. And I even did an episode about it, which I have referenced a couple times on this podcast beforehand. But yeah, back in 2016, I did my hopes and fears for the Sonic movie. And yeah, those hopes and fears only got exacerbated as time went on. I think it was late side of 2018 where they showed like this first leaked image of what Sonic looked like in silhouette. And it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. Sonic with all these weird humanoid features and um, a big head. Like, you know, proper, like, again, human features, weird calf muscles that were super defined and ugly looking shoes. I'm like, what is this? And then they showed that trailer, April 2019, and it was ghastly. It was tone deaf, completely wrong, and just the design of Sonic was the most, ugh, it was unfortunate. But then the fan outcry came. The Sonic community, if you're not aware, are one of the loudest set of people, especially when they don't like something. And that prompted Paramount and everybody over there to redesign Sonic. And then we got a redesign. And he looks so much better. Dare I say, even a little bit cute. While not completely close to the original design, which, you know, was still pretty good, which could have used some refining for live action, but at the same time was still a tried and true version this new version that we got for the current movie that we have now was much better so the trailers were better it felt pretty good and slowly but surely i think a lot of fans started coming around the film and even though most of the uh thoughts on the film didn't start showing up until a few days prior to release most people that i saw even like you know in the video game fandom who are Sonic fans, even said that the film wasn't bad, better than expected. Some people saying it was actually pretty good, so I was like, oh, there is hope. So, I was like, regardless of whether this film was going to be good or bad, and even if we had the old ugly design, I was still going to be here, because there are certain films that will always grab my curiosity in a certain way where I'd have to see it, I'd need to know. Sort of like that way I ended up having to see <sighs> Dragon Ball Evolution. I never went to see that film in the cinema, by the way. They didn't deserve my money. But I had to see that because as a long-time Dragon Ball fan, I needed to see how that film turned out. And that was <clears throat> filth. But luckily, Sonic is a far cry from that and was not nearly the disaster I expected. It was actually pretty decent. And I will get into the fine line details in this review. So, as we do per usual talk about story, characters, presentation, and then the conclusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. So when it comes to the story, it can be summed up as the following. Sonic is a super fast blue hedgehog from another planet who happens to be residing on Earth in hiding. On one occasion, he happens to run too quickly, which causes a massive electromagnetic pulse that knocks out the power in the town he's staying in. The government happened to catch wind of this, so they enlist the help of a scientific genius in the form of Dr. Robotnik to investigate. Once Robotnik realizes the potential of Sonic's abilities, he wishes to use it to power his robotic creations. So now it's down to Sonic and his new partner Tom to find a way to take Robotnik out. And that is the best way for me to describe this film without going into the area spoilers. Now I thought the story for the film was pretty good. 
Now, granted, there was a fair few things I disliked about this film, but then that's also just because it falls into that category of kids' films. So there's certain things that I'll always have beef with when it comes to basic slash silly humor, cheesy dialogue, and some of those plot contrivances. But at the same time, the film was just pretty entertaining. It was fun. It had a good sense of pace, and it started out strong straight from the beginning and continued that pretty swift pace right up until the end and it had some pretty decent moments of humor that made me smile and it was also a little bit more depth to the film than I expected and of course when it comes to the video game references for fans of the series there is a lot of really nice visual and audio references so if you can spot that kind of stuff out there is plenty to enjoy also this film presents a new origin story for Sonic and Robotnik now both of these characters are a little different from what we've expected in the video games but by the latter half of the film you start to see how they build into the sort of versions of the characters that we've become familiar with especially when it comes to their character dynamic as well and I really like their interactions it was pretty solid and this film also lays down the groundwork for some really interesting material in future films and speaking of future films it should come as no surprise that they're already thinking about a sequel, but don't leave just yet because there is a mid credit scene in this film and I'm just like, yes. I think if you're a Sonic fan, you're pretty, you pretty much know what it's going to be, but the fact that it showed up in the way in which it did, it was wonderful. And it was probably the most excited slash pleased I've been for a post credit scene in a film for ages. I felt so much happiness just seeing this and I'm like, yep, give this to me please, give me now, this is fine. Alright, now it's time to talk about the cast and everybody did a pretty decent job though some obviously stood out more so than others. So let's start with Ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic. Now I was on board for this as soon as it was announced because Ben Schwartz, obviously my boy John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation, one of my all time favourite people. I was like, ooh, John Ralphio is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog? Very interesting. Now, Sonic has had a variety of voices ever since Jalal White voiced the character in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, you know, you've gone from, like, you know, high-pitched, like, you know, kind of cool Sonic to Ryan Drummond, fun Sonic to, uh, you know, Jason Griffith, and now, like, Roger Craig Smith as well. So Sonic's had all different pitches and tones when it comes to his voice. And I feel like at first I was unsure about Ben Schwartz's voice just because it sort of hit this interesting balance between a sort of higher pitch Sonic but sort of like um, the lower pitch Sonic that we have with Roger Craig Smith and I was just like, mm, I'm not so sure if it works in the trailers. But in the film, he does really well. He just happens to have that right tone of voice which feels like a young individual but not too old but not too young. It just works. Ben Schwartz has like a really good energy to him and he captures that sort of teenage spirit of Sonic which I guess has been sort of missing. And this version of Sonic just feels a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more animated and a little bit more, I guess, interesting than what we've gotten in the Sonic games in recent times because for a while, especially with the uh, Sonic games that had a more story focused element, especially coming from Sonic Adventure onwards. There was a little bit more like uh, going on with Sonic and his characters, but then after like the modern era of games started to come around, I think after Generations, all the plots just started to get a little bit tame and boring and Sonic just became a little plain. But this version of Sonic is so animated and fun and extra, but he's also a character who's uh, faced a few trials and tribulations and he's also a little lonely and just wants to have friends and wants to have a good time. 
but just doesn't have anybody to share it with. So this is also about Sonic not only like you know was it uh, finding his place in the world and finding connections with people that he likes, but this is also about him you know basically finding his rhythm and then becoming the hero that we know him as in the video games. And it was just perfectly handled. It was actually quite nice. This is actually one of my favorite incarnations of Sonic so far. And then you have Jim Carrey as Dr. Ivo Robotnik, also known as Eggman. I loved it. Ever since this film had its first trailer showing off Carrey as Robotnik, I was like, yep, if for anything else, I'll watch this film just to see Jim Carrey acting like a madman. And he delivered in spades. This is pretty much the 90s Jim Carrey that most of like uh, my generation remember him for. I grew up watching Jim Carrey on like you know VHS like uh, for a while, watching everything from like you know Ace Ventura to The Master, Dumb and Dumber, to Liar Liar and all that sort of stuff. So he's really great at being a comedic actor, running around using his body, and just being all sorts of weird and strange and wonderful. And he brought that to this film as well. For the most part, Carrie is robotic in name only. He's mainly just running around, just being some sort of like self-righteous and demeaning guy, running around just giving everybody crap for not being as smart as he is. And he was great. For as much comedy as he inserted into the role, he was pretty sinister on occasions. And as the film progressed, he definitely started to tap into that more egotistical and aggressive side of Robotnik that we know from the video games as well and I thought Kerry was a blast he was having so much fun in this and he was engaging when the film allowed him just to do his thing it was amazing it was just so much fun he still has it and it's crazy that he's like you know so much older now but can still move and do all that crazy stuff he was extremely pleasant and then there's James Marsden as Tom Wachowski. He happens to be the sheriff of the town that Sonic is staying in, and he's just a little bored of his job here. He thinks it's just a little, like, you know, dull, and he wants to have a more exciting life as a police officer in another town. However, once he happens to come into contact with Sonic, their lives both change, and they end up having to go on this sort of road trip movie while escaping the clutches of Dr. Robotnik, who's chasing after Sonic for its abilities. And Marsden was pretty decent, you know? In this kind of role, you can only do so much, and I've seen several other like leading men who have been in this position where they end up having to talk to a CGI character for the majority of the film, but Marsden did well. He's a likable kind of guy, he's kind of dumb and goofy, but he's charming and endearing, and him and Sonic have this nice sort of relationship that builds into a friendship over the course of the movie in a nice and natural manner, so it was pretty good. And then there's Tika Sumter as Maddie, who happens to be Tom's wife. She was pretty good in the film as well. She's not in it as much, but she definitely has some really nice comedic moments. And seeing her together with Marsden, those guys had like some good chemistry, so that was pretty good. And the other two people I want to mention was Adam Pally as Wade. He was a police officer who was also Tom's friend. He was pretty funny and really useless, and I thought he was just delightful. And then there was Natasha Rothwell as Maddie's sister, Rachel. She was great. She just had that right kind of sass and just had some really good comedic moments in the film as well. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the presentation. And for the most part, it's pretty good. Visually, this film is pretty interesting. They have some really decent visual effects used for some of Robotnik's different creations. You get to see some that fly, some that are, you know, just rolling vehicles. And 
a lot of the action sequences when handled correctly have some really nice and memorable material from Sonic running around knocking things over bumping into people using the spin dash there are a lot of really cool visual references to the video games that's utilized well in this film a lot of the designs for Robotnik's like creations are pretty interesting. They give me the vibe of like some of the stuff he did when um, was it Sonic 06 and Sonic Unleashed were a thing. And while they don't have that sort of same distinctive style, it's sort of that sleek, very smooth, interesting kind of design, which is kind of plain but kind of cool at the same time. If that makes any sense. But yeah, the action sequences in this film were pretty sweet. Obviously, you got to see some of those elements in the trailers, but. This expanded upon so much more in the film and this film definitely utilizes a few of those moments where we get to see uh, the film in Sonic's perspective so everything slowed down and we get to see him run around and pull off some interesting things especially one sequence that was very familiar to the uh, Quicksilver sequence in X-Men Days of Future Past but it was handled pretty well and again for someone as quick as Sonic all these things technically made sense but yeah, there was also some things that they were done that was done with Sonic's abilities that haven't even been done in the video games, which I was just like, can we put that in the video game, please? Sega, Sonic Team, if you're looking at that, can you do some of that? That was actually pretty sweet. When it comes to the quality of the CGI itself, it tends to fluctuate. Now, this is not me like giving any crap to moving picture company because I've met some of those guys over here in Canada and they are so nice and they obviously had a momentous task to go about and create the original visual effects and then have to do it basically all over again and you know I thought that the CGI in this film it fluctuated between being pretty decent to being pretty good to being you know a little blurry and uh, not as clean as it could be but with this base design I feel like if they were to make a sequel they would be able to take this uh, as the base and then be able to enhance it a little bit because some of these scenes with Sonic he looked really good and then there's other times he didn't look as good it, like you know the lighting and like some of the coloring just didn't seem to blend in well with the live-action footage but overall visually the film was still pretty good when it came to the film score I was expecting a little better you have Junkie XL working on this and his film score was decent it had some moments and it was really nice when the film utilized some of the themes from the games and then you know put it into the film score but overall it was a bit lackluster it doesn't have the same sort of impact that say detective pikachu had with henry jackman's score so yeah you know that's a thing but beyond that there was also a use of music as well and some of the musical tracks in the film were pretty good especially one which again if you know your video games the reference to that game in particular made me smile it was distant but i could hear it and it made me happy Alright, and now it's time for the conclusion. What did I think of the Sonic film? Well, I thought it was actually pretty decent and not nearly the disaster that I was expecting it to be. Now granted, video game films don't have the best track record and while they're slightly in an upswing in recent times, I know there's some people that like that Tomb Raider film but I thought it was trash, but Detective Pikachu was actually pretty good and this Sonic movie happens to be on the upswing trend for video game films so this is definitely a step in the right direction this film lays down the groundwork for some really interesting stuff to be done in the sequel and you know that there's going to be a sequel this film makes enough money it was pleasant it was charming it had a really good sense of what it was once it started to focus in on sonic and robotnik the references to the video games were cool the action sequences were pretty sweet and yeah man it was just fun 
I would definitely watch a sequel to this and I probably will want to watch this film again if I have the time and yeah for kids it's fine they'll probably enjoy it for Sonic fans I'm pretty sure they'll get a kick out of it more so than people who just aren't interested in Sonic in general and yeah your interest in this film as a Sonic fan will vary as to how willing you are to let this film happen and you know accept all of its changes that it's made from the video games but I would say it's pretty decent give it a watch it's not the dumpster fire that some people are making it out to be it was actually pretty decent and well done to the filmmakers and all the visual effects people for like you know having to pull this off especially after you know the film got delayed and all the negative feedback that he happened to endure with the first redesign so now i turn it to you guys ladies and gentlemen what did you think of the sonic film did it meet your expectations did it exceed them or did you think it was trash let me know and yeah, just holler at me via the email address, thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com or holler at me at Twitter where I'm at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55. Check out the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're always here, always looking for like, you know, was it new members to join the crew? So subscribe and give me some good ratings and all that jazz. And yeah, check out the Facebook page, man, where I like, you know, update occasionally, let you know what like, you know, the new topic of conversation will be or you know just uploading episodes you know that kind of thing anyway thank you for joining me on this episode of film focus and if you have been listening to the podcast since the beginning or like at least a sizable amount of time thank you for sticking around like we made it to 100 episodes so let's go to 200 and 10,000 after that oh god 10,000 is so much why did i say that never mind anyway i'm gonna cut the episode short now thank you for listening and until the next time this is the hypersonic 55 signing out peace